The date is October 7th, 2014. The album is Weezer's Everything Will Be Alright in the End. This is the Wet Bandits Podcast. One, two, three. <laughs> Close. Cool, let's talk over the intro <laughs> I got a story a story once was told Two young boys go into the liquor store Where they sold their souls I got a story A story Do you think the album? When this comes out, oh, I'm Wheezy. <laughs> you are Slammy B. We're forty percent of the wet band. That's the greatest '90s cover band in the world. We like to cover '90s discographies and see how bands change throughout time. This is the intro. Maybe I'll have. Maybe we'll have to time travel this back to the yeah. beginning. I think we will. All right. Dude, dude, let's, dude, last let's time it made it. me sick, dude. Well, and you haven't been sleeping, and you I have know. half a pizza in your belly. Yeah, but you know what? We're gonna do. We it have to it. do it. Okay, we, are you ready? The people of the world are depending on us. Yes, let's send this back in time right. to the beginning. Ready? Yep. Time machine. Ready? Go. Do you think the album? <laughs> when this comes out, oh, <laughs> all right. So you were saying during the theme song you ate half a pizza last night. Yeah, like a small, like a half of a Pizza Hut personal pan pizza. No, <laughs> no, sir. <laughs> what did you eat? Large Domino or Donatos. Oh, dude, you but know those go down fast and easy because it's like the little squares. Yep, so they it's do. like appetizers. Every time you walk by. Dude, half a half a pizza is not even that much yeah. from Donato's. Yeah. You know? Oh, this is the Wet Bandits podcast hosted by Mike and Sam and Marin today. Hi, Marin. Marin's my almost three-year-old. She really wants to touch the laptop. Uh, so, um, you ate half a pizza, half a Donato's, and some cheese and bread. For those of you who we're people listen to us across America, we're big in India right now. <laughs> I forgot. Did I? S- yeah, we got the hashtag uh, like huge in the Ukraine going right now. Yeah. <laughs> so, how could you not resist? Right. Exactly. So though, but anyway, the, <laughs> those people don't know probably what oh, Donatos is. Yeah. Donatos is a regional pizza chain. We're from Columbus, and it started in Columbus. So yeah. It's pretty good for a chain that got kind of big. Yeah. It's like expanded far beyond its original footprint. Donato still brings a pretty good pizza. Like maybe back in the day, Pizza Hut was like delicious, and yeah. I don't like hate Pizza Hut. I've never met a pizza I don't like, but you know, Pizza Hut is clearly like corporate pizza. Yeah, Donato's manages, even though they're a multi, you know, probably what couple hundred million dollar company. I don't know, not a billion, but yeah. more than more than know. fifty million. I would, but. We should look that up. Yeah. Uh, we should get the executive on the pod. We, she hangs out at the bar down by Creekside. She really? She's around here, yeah. Dude. <laughs> so, yeah, she lives by me. But anyway, 
we my daughter's galloping <laughs> around the room. Uh, it still brings like it could pass for a local pizza sometimes. Yeah, you know it's good. Donato's is kind of, is that pizza that has like the crumbs on the bottom of the, the crust, cornmeal at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. and some people like that. And I some do. Some people don't. I I like it. I mean, yeah. I don't need it. I don't actually miss it when it's not gone. But when it's there, I'm like, hmm, hmm. And they kind of have that like um, the little small pepperonis. That's it. Yeah, they do have the little small pepperonis are good, but Donato's doesn't do the burn the pepperonis at the top so they like curl up and you yeah. get the grease in there. Which it's not again, like bar pizza. Yeah, some people love that. Other people hate it. The curled up grease pool what about pepperoni. You? pizza man i definitely don't hate it make the ultimate pizza right now so you could have like anybody's crust anybody's toppings yeah this is a great topic all right does it have to be like national no it could be whatever you want all right even frozen okay all right i would never go frozen but all right, here we. I'm. This is uh, off the top of my head. Uh huh. I would go with. Let's start at the bottom. Crust. The crust. Foundation. Of the foundation. <laughs> the crust would be. I think this place called Cheshire Market, <clears throat> which is up north of us. Did you just? Cheshire Market is a bait and tackle shop. North of us. Never been there. Looks like, it does not look like a place where you'd want to get pizza, but it's delicious. Well, oh, back up. Hound dogs. Hound dogs crust. Okay. Thin or hand-tossed? Uh, hand-tossed. Okay. I like a little bit thicker. I mean, I I will get down on some thin and crispy every now and then, but like, if I could only pick one pizza forever, it would have like a little bit thicker crust. Mm-hmm. And also the, what do you call it? You know... Crust has two meanings. Yeah. Crust ha- is the part where underneath all the toppings, and then the part you hold is also yeah. crust. But it's two distinctly different things. Uh-huh. In fact, I'm going to go back. I want the Cheshire Market under toppings crust. I want Hound Dogs, uh, the yeah. part you hold crust. Ne- yeah. We're identifying. Yeah. So that crust, the Hound Dogs Pizza crust. Pizza anatomy. Yeah. Hound Dogs crust. We're going to call that the rind. <laughs> The crust rind from Hound Dogs is, you know, garlic buttery, which everybody is capable of, but Hound mm-hmm. Dogs has mastered it. Yeah. Because you could turn that into a breadstick, mm-hmm. or you could, you know. Yeah, it's fine on its own. Yeah. I would do the, I'd also do, I'd probably do Hound Dogs sauce, too, the spicy sauce. Ooh. i definitely do Hound Dogs cheese. Hound Dogs is pretty close to the perfect uh-huh. pizza, you know. I definitely do Hound Dogs cheese. Oh, thank you, honey. And pepperonis. You know, dude, this is totally lame. I know that was a long pause, but I was really thinking. Uh huh. I really like Little Caesars pepperoni. Really. I also like Little Caesars cheese. It's a Munster Munster mix. Hmm. No, but Hound Dogs is better cheese. Yeah. But th- I I think maybe Little Caesars pepperoni because it's. W- I think you would call it traditional 
radius, a traditional <laughs> radius pepperoni. It's like what most people would call a normal size. Uh huh. But it's kind of like mega thin, which I sort of am into. I like thick pepperonis too, though. Yeah. I guess what I'm really saying is I like the curled up burned pepperonis, mm. but if I could only go one way. It'd just be like Flat standard frisbee pepperoni. Yeah. Me too. Yeah. What do you think of my Frankenstein Analysis. pizza? I think it's What would you trade would you trade something out? We should we should honestly make that pizza. Yeah. You could easily go get the cheese from Little Caesars. We'll pay like twenty bucks for the big Dude, bag of cheese. Right. And then we'll go to Hound Dogs and just ask them to make put this cheese on there. I thought <laughs> What I was thinking you meant was we just buy a bunch of those pizzas oh. and then tear them apart. <laughs> that like, would be cooler. <laughs> just put them together. Then that would like literally be Frankenstein. A Frankenstein yeah. pizza. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have to do this. Yeah. All right. Quick little sidebar <laughs> before we get into it. So back to the date. The date, like I said, October 7, 2014. The number one song on October 7, 2014 was All About That Bass, About That Bass, No Trouble. By Megan Trainer. That was huge. Yeah, it was really big. Um, isn't it kind of fun? If I told you there was a song called All About That Bass, and it went, I'm all about that bass, all about that bass, no trouble. And I said, it's by someone called Megan Trainer. Would that surprise you? It surprises me every time I hear it. Like, Me- I don't know. What's surprising? It's not like by like little. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly it. It's not by like, you know. Little treesy, yeah, you know, or whatever. Little wheezy, L- little wheezy, um, or I guess it's not even that. Kern and I, we have a Roku, and last night, because my wife has a hard time choosing what she wants to watch, we turned on the Roku channel. Dude, like, there's some stuff on there. We were watching Pluto TV. Yeah, and they have like MTV, uh-huh. but like videos, like current music videos, like old MTV was. And so we were watching that last night, and I forget the girl's name, but it's like, I'm not even going to try because I'll make myself look like an idiot because I don't know any new music. But clearly, my daughter just ripped a toot. Good for you, honey. Good job. Yay! Um, So, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. We, We saw two videos by this girl, and she has kind of like an exotic... I shouldn't even say like exotic. That's not... She's clearly another nationality. Like she's from an, another. Yeah. What was my wife is yelling down to? Yeah, I don't remember. But she's famous, and Camellia something or other. Oh. You know who I'm talking about? Mm. The listeners right now are face palming. Yeah. Like, oh my god. But the, my point is that her name is not l- l- little Camizi, but it's. It's something like more unique, less white bread uh-huh. than Megan Trainer. You know, no offense to Megan Trainer. Like yeah. your name is her name. I can't. I wonder if they offered like you know you gotta change your name. Exa- She's like, right. No. That's kind of what I mean. Yeah. That's kind of what I mean. Like she doesn't have any sort of stage name. So now I've talked myself into thinking that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. But anyway, she rebelled. Yeah. Number one mainstream rock, messed up world parentheses, effed up world. Now I don't know if it's like actually fucked up world and they had to stay effed up world but uh uh, the pretty reckless 
who will be at Sonic Temple. Yep. Yep, with Taylor Momsen from Gossip Girl. You ever heard that song? Nope. I never have either. Album rankings, top five, which is what I do now. Number one album. Rock or just everything? Overall. I should know this by now. Yeah, right? 2004. This is, dude, this is the strangest top five we've ever had. Okay. All right? Hit it. October 7, 2014. Number one, Old Boots, New Dirt, Jason Aldean. It's a country album. Yeah. Top. Country's pretty popular at this time. And Jason Aldean, I'm sure I've said this, like, Jason Aldean is barely country. He's a rock mm-hmm. singer with a rock band that has a fiddle in it. Like that. I like some of his stuff. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Me too. When I was in the country band and we played Hicktown, oh, I yeah. was like, yeah, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm in the- Now Yeehaw. we're talking. <laughs> Number two, Hosier, self-titled. Oh, yeah. uh, you know, Take Me to Church. Uh-huh. Um, little sidebar, little sidebar, his, have I talked about this on the podcast? Oh, his touring yeah. fiddle player. Uh-huh. Yeah, follows us on Instagram. Yeah. That's right. She's going to come on sometime. Emily. Calling out to you. I'm going to tag you on social media, get you ready to come on this podcast. Even though you were really just probably being nice about my dad <laughs> harassing you in a you in an Uber. <laughs> um, number three, partners, Barbara Streisand. Are you hearing this? Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not scolding you, but I expected more shock. No, partners. Dude, Barbara. She has it. a following. I dude. know she's. It's like the same discussion we have about Pink Floyd. Yeah, and, uh, and Rolling Stones yeah. or whoever else is shockingly in the top five, even though they're way actually. I would be prime. surprised if she was not on it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> number <laughs> number four, cheek to cheek, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. Oh yeah, that was. Um, I remember seeing that. On like the Grammys or something, and that's an entire album. I'm really surprised. I was very surprised about that. I meant to like dig a little deeper, but I ran out of time. Um, dig a little deeper, but run out of time. That's a new song. <laughs> okay, thank God we always press record, so yeah. we have it. Number five, the album we're talking about today, "Everything Will Be All Right in the End" by Weezer. This is the third and final Rico Kasich produced album. So. They um. Whenever they uh, man, like the teal black. Whenever they get away from the colors, that means a different producer. No, and I know I kind of said that with the green album because apparently the green album cover being green and just like a band photo was a tribute to Rico Kasich, but apparently that just like went away when you know the the next color album they did was red and. Uh, they, it had a different. It had like several producers. Actually, we talked about it when we is we red before it. or after this. Red is before this one. Okay. So, I I forget where this. Since we do them so out of order, I need to like have the list so I can say like where this is and in, in relation to. I know where it is in relation to others, but I don't know what number it is off the top of my head. But it's not that. Im- I don't think it's that important because what I'm starting to see is that. For a band that I think a lot of people lump in like a very a kind of a specific genre, Weezer does a lot of like different things. For sure. You know? <laughs> so Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this is like album number eight. Or they something. have something for everybody. They they do. Yeah. They do. Um for people who are willing to give it a chance, you know. 
so again, like I said, third Rick Ocasek album. I'm actually gonna try to find out. Dude, you got some like post it notes right there. Post its? Oh yeah, under my uh we're recording at my house today. This is the we haven't done this in a while. A uh, little experiment. Yeah, last time was opiate and yeah. undertow. Mm-hmm. Six, seven, eight, nine. If you count Death to False Metal, which we're going to record, so we're counting it. This is 10. This is their 10th. So, yeah. Third and final Rick Ocasek-produced album. Uh, we talked about on the Green album how Rivers had like 200 and some songs that he had recorded in his house while <coughs> he was depressed or whatever. Again, this album. Oh, yeah. They yeah. considered 200 songs. Over 200. Jeez. And they ended up with these, you know, 13 or whatever, depending on how you look at the... See, I think that's how Weezer writes. It's not like they, like, sit and try to, like, force a song. Mm -hmm. They probably write, like like you said, 200 songs. Mm -hmm. And what I'm really starting to like is that they have this combination of, like... I say starting to like as if I don't... They're my fifth favorite brand, like, I've always... But when we do these deep dives, it's like, oh... Practically all their albums are some sort of concept album. And yeah. and a mm-hmm. lot of their songs that they end up using are like thought exercises or I don't know what else you'd call them, musical exercises or whatever, where they're just like, what if I ran 10 miles and then had four shots of tequila <laughs> and wrote... Actually, that that's one of the songs um, that I think ended up on Maladroit um rivers just wrote it by not sleeping i think it was something like he didn't sleep for 24 hours and then he did three shots of tequila paced around the room and wrote a song dude he's like a scientist <laughs> he is. he's, he's like a lot what of will ex- happen <laughs> if i abuse myself <laughs> yeah yeah what will happen if i eat 10 cookies well i'm very into that dude we should do that i know but but i have a hard time writing songs that's why i don't do it but Part of me, and maybe this is just wishful thinking, maybe I'm like, oh man, if I did it like Rivers, I could do it. But it seems sort of artificial to be like, well, I'm going to manufacture this song by creating this situation that I'm not normally in. But I think that's kind of like neat. Like you said, a scientist, like he's experimenting his way into yeah. writing different songs. Yeah, which I think mad scientist. Cool. Yeah. we Let's do that. All right. So. We're doing it. Cool. We're doing it. Tomorrow. <laughs> this. And the next day. And the next day. No. <laughs> we'll be tired. It's the work week after that. So this. But the day after that. <laughs> this album is divided into three groupings of songs um, with names that are like. So what's pompous? <laughs> what were you gonna say? What's the thing? The last three songs. Those those do go together. I don't know why specifically they're put in like a suite. Yeah. Yeah. So the um the last track is divided into three like movements. Um, I don't know why they did it that way, and I I didn't I couldn't find Mad the explanation for bro. that. So some fan out there is gonna have to find it for us. But these are organized into. The Belladonna section. Uh, I d- I ass- Are these made up words? No, they, but they sound like <laughs> it. That's what I meant when I said they're like the pompous. Bop. Yeah, the shubity bop. The Belladonna, I don't know if that's referring to like the poisonous plant or what, but like uh, also known as nightshade. Hmm. 
but whatever the whatever the you know word specifically refers to these songs are supposed to deal with river's relationship with women Hmm. okay so the ones we're talking about there are ain't got nobody lonely girl da vinci go away cleopatra and return to ithaca so that's like the majority of the songs um i think we should just roll through them that's kind of like as we go through that so the first song on the album is ain't got nobody which i just i like this as a way to kick off an album First of all, you open up the CD. Go back to sleep, honey. Everything will be all right in the end. Dude, yeah. There's like a monster on the cover. There's a monster on the cover, and the CD is like the radioactive. It looks like a radioactive symbol, but it also looks like old school tape reels. You know, like when you watch videos in class. the intro how it yeah you got the talk like the creepy mm-hmm. like talking and then you've got the just a dun, 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 dun. and one of the themes of this like mini series on weezer is that every album they do except for the blue is like a comeback album uh-huh. and i remember when this came out and that was the first track i was like i, I swore i was like <laughs> fuck yeah yeah like this is what i want uh-huh um and by that time you already knew that back to the shack was the first single and that kind of has like a heavy yeah. we'll get to that one but this later. one's cooler this one is cooler yeah i do it kind of goes straight from like baller like heavy riff to a little more typical light-hearted like weezer but uh-huh. it's a this is a, a fine song yeah good good album kickoff so the the next one we talked about is is lonely girl um and this is the fourth song Try. You're not going to 
think if I was going to say one of these felt most like Blue Album music, I mm. think it's this one. Yeah. What kind of has that keyboard in the background or whatever that boom? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that is. Synthesizer. Yeah. I, I should have analyzed that <laughs> better because you're right. That's something there. More what I meant is the down picking. Like the oh, dun 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 Like it's all like hitting down uh-huh. on eighth notes and what down strumming. And um, I don't know. It's real straightforward too. Yeah. Which not all of these are. I like it, but it, it's not like my favorite. How many there. tracks are on this? 13 or something? Um, I think so. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. I'm going to count. This is great radio. 8, 9, 10. Boom. Yeah, I okay. was, it, it's 13 if you count the the last song, the Futurescape trilogy. If you count mm. that as 3, it's 13. So, uh, The third song we mentioned as part of the Belladonna section is is Da Vinci, which is the second or third? It's the third single. So, Rick Ocasek, I'm, I need to turn the volume up so you can hear right from beginning. Rick Ocasek hates this part. That there's the the main hook is a whistle. But it sounds like Weezer. Exactly. It sounds like Weezer, and I like it. What's yeah. wrong with it? Why? How can you hate it's that? It's one song, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Had you ever heard this song before? No, I've never heard it. Yeah, and this is a single. Was this song big? I mean, was this album big when it came out? No, it's only sold uh, like a hundred thousand, maybe two hundred thousand copies or something. I wonder if that's a oh, strategy. Is that like banking on like a hit record? Yeah. Just make like a bunch of yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Dude, here, here comes the Okay. Dude, Rivers should make, like, jingles. <laughs> jingles. Dude, that, <laughs> that's like, I don't know if he'd be, like, insulted by that, but you're saying the same thing, I think, which is, like, the melody on this. He could just make it up on the spot. Yeah, this know? is, this is, I've never ranked, like, my favorite Weezer song, so I, I can't definitively just come in mm. with a hot take, but it's possible this is a top ten Weezer. Really? I love this shit. Like, and I know it's like cheese ball, but I love the lyrics too. Like, it's clearly like a pretty cut and dry love song. Uh huh. But the melody melody is good, and we've talked before about how Weezer is like kind of funny. Yeah. And but he uses references that are still smart. Like, not that it's not accessible. Mm-hmm. Like most people know what all this stuff is, but. It just works well, like how he's... The first line of the chorus is, Rosetta Stone can't translate you, and Stephen Hawking can't explain you. Yeah. Like, like, that's kind of funny, and it's like, that's also very nice. Like, what a nice thing to say to yeah. a lady. And then he comes back with, uh, I, w- I was going to put it in a novel, and then I wrote a page, but it was awful. Like, 
that's funny. Yeah. So, like, I just think... It's I mean, good. Yeah. And then it, you come to this bridge, which is playing beneath us now, and then it comes back in and it just, like, rocks. changes up the melody when he says I wrote a page but it was awful there at the end like and it's got this little piano I like that I love this song like I love it and I've always loved like from the you know when I first heard it I was like that is a good one this is strong then I'm going a little out of order with how we mentioned them but like to me Cleopatra is kind of a sister song which is another like weezer term that i use but cleopatra's different but it's also part of this belladonna group and this was the second single this is my favorite single dude the, the bridge in this song uh-huh. like <laughs> It is really weird. I've never gotten a handle on yeah. the time signatures in this song. They clearly like add a different measure, uh-huh. of, and and I I've, I've actually sat in my car and like tried to figure out mm-hmm. what it is, and I'm sure it's something simple that I'm it's just missing. Catchy, yeah. Um, this I forget what I was gonna say. <laughs> this uh, most I just got caught up in the fun of it. Oh, I remember. Oh. I remember hearing. Or reading a review of Metallica's Load back when it came out in like 94 or whatever. And the author complained that he made a joke about James Hetfield (laughs) turning the word bitch into like a five-syllable word. Uh Uh-huh. And he does that in this with Cleopatra. He's like, he somehow turns Cleopatra into a five-syllable word, Cleopatra, um, just to like make it fit lyrically. Here comes the sweetest part of the song. Yeah. But he does like a lot of that hi hat. Like he'll like play it, the symbol, then like with his left hand he'll go like psst, psst, Yeah. You know what I mean? Yes. And it's so cool. Yeah. Um I, I don't mind I did the hard pause because we were, you were saying something and then also like the <laughs> my daughter's upstairs talking and I got distracted. So the um you've got this like really heavy part mm-hmm. and the lyrics are just him counting by fives. Yeah. And I'm like, they just had this rockin' riff yeah. that they wanted to put in a song. They're like and watching this, schoolhouse <laughs> rock. <laughs> five, like, ten, fifteen, <laughs> twenty, twenty five, thirty, thirty five, forty, forty five, fifty, fifty five, sixty. <laughs> 
maybe because it seems like they kind of shoehorned it in there. Uh-huh. But I don't care. Dude, it's sweet. Yep, here it comes. We're going to do this. Because then you got to go to the solo, which is well, also sweet. Well, when you're talking about math rock. <laughs> Our good buddy, Adabate Little, ate a bad shrimp for episode three, Kyle Lewis, posted on Facebook, and he was like, you know, I've mentioned this in a previous episode, I know, but I'm going to bring it up again. He mentioned he made a Spotify playlist of his favorite guitar solos, Uh and he was like, I'm sure there are other people out there who have great guitar solos that I haven't thought of. I love River's guitar solos. Yeah. Like, he has a lot of sweet solos. kind of like, like random yeah but, but they're like, all melodic yeah and cool the sound on this one is cool too because it's like got the telephone distortion like it sounds like it's you know mm-hmm. like i said over a telephone but it's not like shredding it's like a clean tone through the phone clean tone through the phone anyway. hit it <laughs> we're writing songs here and everything in the middle in the middle of those two on the album is go away which is another one of the belladonna songs do you know this one just by hearing it. This is my wife's. Oh, with that one mm-hmm. oh yeah. Don't hurt me like this yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, more, I was kind of looking for your initial reaction. Yeah. I, I got to play it a little more for people who don't know. Oh, yeah. It is Bethany Cosentino. I didn't mean to say her wrong name wrong. I was tight. I was looking it up as you were asking. I was like, damn it, you've got to have. I was gonna try to say it. Um, I forget what her relationship is to the band. Yeah. Um, she is a musician in a different band. And I, this is bad. That, like, we're supposed to be like, experts in the field yeah. of music podcasting, and I totally But sometimes on that. being an expert is not being an expert. You know, know what I'm saying? <laughs> I do. Uh, I could relate that to my day job, actually. A lot of times, the most important thing you can do is be. The phrase I use all the time is something in my eye. Got something in my eye. Can't say what I was going to say. Um, oh, this is really bad. I'm going to have to like, close my eye. Um, the most, the phrase I use a lot is you have to be intellectually honest. Yeah. You, it's not helping anyone to pretend you know something that uh, you don't. Y- yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so this is my wife's favorite song. This is n- maybe my least on here. Not that I don't like it but like the chorus is very monotonous they say go away a million times Mm. but the harmonies are good so i get why someone would like it i I like it because it's different it is different you can't cut it because no you can't you cannot cut it i i'm not relishing the cover cut hidden gem on this one so that 
is the second to last of the Belladonna songs. I, I want to make sure I didn't miss any of Return to Ithaca is the uh, is the other one, the final Belladonna one, which is the second. I'm sorry, the third movement of the Futurescape trilogy, which rules. This is I like five. This. this ends up in five guitar solos happening simultaneously. It's like the beginning of the black end. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah. I love this shit. It sounds pretty modern. Yeah. For those wondering, the thing is out of my eye now. We're about to listen to this whole thing, by the way. Some D- DJ should make like a remix of it. It was yeah. like... <laughs> No, we've heard that. I've, I forced the audience to listen to that one. Because sometimes for too long. it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, that's exactly what I would have said. I think that's obvious. That's yeah. kind of like asking, do you like songs? Well, yeah, yeah some, when they're good. Yeah. I generally, usually I do like instrumentals. I think, let me put it a different way. I think I'm more predisposed to liking instrumentals than other people might be. Yeah. Because one, I rarely care about the lyrics. Two, I'm big on guitars and, and drums and uh-huh. like rhythms and stuff. And if you're writing an instrumental, you're usually basing that around some like cool rhythm yeah. or co- some cool syncopation or uh-huh. some like interesting musical idea yeah. as opposed to like <clears throat> a more typical accessible piece of art, I guess. And so like when Metallica's instrumentals on the earlier albums, like I always like them. Always. Dude, Call of Cthulhu or Orion? Call of Cthulhu. But Orion also rules. Yeah. And go- even even beyond that, like when you go to the the opening of the song, like if you start with, um, oh God, what's the first song on uh, Puppets? Uh, Battery. Yeah. So like Battery opens with like the acoustic uh-huh. thing. And uh, same thing with Ride the Lightning. Uh, um, fight Fire, fight with, fire. with Fire opens with like, an instrumental that's not really a part of the song. Yeah. For me, those are the coolest parts of the song. Yeah. So you can't forget about <laughs> "To Live Is to Die." <clears throat> Which uh, one's that from? Injustice for All. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the new one, "Death Magnetic," yep. "Suicide and Redemption," which is sweet. Redemption. Yeah. So those are. I like that. I always yeah. like it. So if it's worth putting on an album for a band, I'm usually into it. Yeah. So. That's the answer. So talk that, about instrumentals all day, dude. Yeah, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all day. So that that covers the Belladonna section. Mm. Again, those are the ones that Rivers writes about his relationships with women. Then 
the Panopticon artist. I did have to look up what that was. Tell um, us. That not the artist part, but the Panopticon. I don't know if I'm saying. Can you that say correctly. that? Panopticon. Three times fast. Panopticon. Panopticon. No, I can't, dude. When I was a little kid, um, you know, tongue kids like tongue twisters, uh-huh. and I remember being introduced to tongue twisters and being as a kid, my sister and I clearly only thinking that what made something a tongue twister was just like a really long word. Yeah, and uh, my dad had the ultimate dad joke once. <clears throat> oh ultimate yeah. dad joke I, it's pretty good uh-huh. okay so we were like dad dad we were doing these tongue twisters dad dad say watermelon five times fast and he goes watermelon 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 cantaloupe oh man good dad joke right yeah yeah my dad's hilarious so <laughs> you didn't even that, laugh at that dad no joke. it was so dad joke <laughs> it like stole the laughter out of me <laughs> as good dad jokes yeah. are to do so the panopticon I guess is is that a fruit? It's a, it's a circular prison. Oh, with like a tower in the center, apparently. So those these are the songs that deal with rivers' relationships with people. Apparently, women are different from people. I'm sure that's not what he meant, but I and I think what he meant particularly is fans. Yeah, which rivers often has a weird relationship with fans. A super weird relationship. Yeah. They they. Weezer probably listens to their fans more than any other group that I listen to uh-huh. and and sort of like follows what their fans want with the exception of Nickelback who only makes songs that their fans like yeah. but it, but it's not in response to their fans mm-hmm. Rivers and Weezer do things in response to their fans but they also have this weird like relationship with their fans that's n- not unhealthy but like they get, he gets angry with them. And I think I understand why kind of like, Hey, you tell me to do stuff and I do it. And then you complain about it, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> which I would say to rivers, people don't actually know what they want. Yeah. That's the problem. But that's a discussion for another day. So those songs are back to the shack, which makes sense. Uh-huh. If you know what that one's about, I've had it up to here. You can tell from the title, what they're saying there, the wasteland, which is, uh, Oh, that's the third one. The Wasteland is also part of that uh, Futurescape trilogy. So Back to the Shack, that's the first one I mentioned, and that is the first single. So I was excited when this came out because it starts. Yeah, I got to start it over. Oh, yeah. Trying not to talk so early in the song, but this beginning riff like rules. It sounds like metal. Sabbath or something. Yeah, yeah, it does. Yeah. But then it's kind of like, then it kind of eases into yeah. like easy listening Weezer, and then it gets to this chorus. And Pat should play the drums. Take me back, back to the shack, back to the strap with the lightning strap, kicking the door, more hardcore, rocking out like it's '94. Let's turn up the radio Turn off those stupid singing shows I know where we need to go Back to the shack So, for me, this one is sort of like... Oh, I had to pause. Hold on. 
this song for me is just that beginning riff. Yeah, me too. And I'm just like, I paused because we're 40 minutes in, approximately. 40 minutes in. <laughs> Dude, do you think the album? When this comes out, oh, and we sent that back in time. So now we're here again. <laughs> Sam just threw up from our time travel back to the beginning and then coming back here. Yeah. Anyway, so we put that back in the beginning of the episode, which is that's where it belongs, the intro. So now we're back. What were we saying before we time traveled? Dude. Oh, that we forget to introduce. Well, yeah, <laughs> that's why we did the time travel. <laughs> we were talking about back to the shack. Yeah. So back to the shack, the the chorus where they're talking about, or right before the chorus, maybe uh-huh. I should play lead guitar and Pat should play the drums. Like that's in response to the couple of previous albums we've just talked about: Ratitude, Hurley, um, to a less Death to False Metal was like B sides and rare stuff, but like they went. They went kind of poppy, mm-hmm. a little. Weezer went a little poppy and, and with more synthesizer and more dance type tunes, party rock yeah. or whatever. And and when they would put, Pat Wilson would come out and like play Eruption at shows and stuff. Like oh he, really? Yeah, he can play guitar. Um, but so what they're saying is, what Rivers is saying with that song is like, maybe we just need to write a rock record again. Yeah. And and so that's kind of what this is. And then the bridge to this song, Rivers, you know, we belong in the rock world. Patrick Wilson, one of like the primary writers, does he like super involved in that? Rivers writes all of it pretty much, which is very typical of these bands. Uh Like very few bands, it seems, once they get famous, the singer starts writing all the songs. Yeah. And then the band just like learns them and, and plays them. With the exception of, it seems like Tool's pretty collaborative. Mm-hmm. And actually, weirdly, a lot of the bands we go over, like Chili Peppers, seem pretty collaborative. Yeah, Metallica. Yeah, and I don't mean to, um, but Metallica has always been a Lennon McCartney type yeah, thing with yeah, those two. No, yeah, but it, what it kind of seems like is similar between Tool and Chili Peppers is that the singers can't play anything. Oh. Like, I, may, maybe Maynard and, and Anthony Kiedis can play a little guitar. No, I see what but, you're saying. But they're not the musicians, yeah. you know, so they, like, need the band to be uh-huh. collaborative. But Rivers is the lead guitar player and the singer. Like, yeah. he doesn't need any help, seemingly. You could so, probably, probably play drums a little bit. Yeah, and, he probably can. Yeah. Um, and so we anyway. all know if you can play guitar, you can play bass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and those who can't teach teach gym. <laughs> uh, the second song I'm just I kidding mentioned about that though bass bass is hard, dude. Ba- yeah, if you're really playing it correctly. Yeah, like bass is probably like the hardest instrument to master. Really? I probably. I wouldn't know. Well, like there's just so much you can do with it. Yeah. Well, that's true. You got like theory and you got rhythm. Yeah. You know. Right, and there's, I mean. Truly, that's part. This is sappy, but like part of the cool thing about playing musical instruments is like you keep learning stuff and you realize there's a lot you don't know. Yeah. (laughs) So, um, but anyway, the second song, which is part of this, you know, the I can't even remember the word now. The the circular prison. uh, (laughs) I've had it up to here, which I'm not a very Weezer type opening. 
like that. Like This is the song that it took me longest to warm up to. Mm-hmm. I love this song. Yeah. There's a lot on here that I love, if you can't tell already. I like this album. It's the the more it's different. I, the more I listen to it, the more I'm like This this album is like a masterpiece? Question mark. It's not a masterpiece. Cause there's just a little bit. There's a couple, I wouldn't even call them misses. There's just a couple lulls. Yeah. But I could listen to this for a long time. You know, and it, you're right, it's different and the songs are different enough yeah. for a Weezer album, uh-huh. you know. Whereas the Green album, part of the Green album is the theme that like the songs are all the same. Yeah. Like, like intentionally. And whether they realized it or not, like the, those songs were like structurally mm-hmm. all the same and si- y- they have to have noticed that whereas these are you know these are very different this is a diverse Weezer record the third song in this grouping is from the Futurescape trilogy the the first movement the wasteland another instrumental this is cool we don't need to listen to this very long but for those who have the album and have heard this part, just reminding you what that is, because I w- certainly wouldn't know it by name. Mm-hmm. The third grouping of songs is called Patriarchia, which from the root word, patriarch, mm-hmm. these songs deal with Rivers' relationship with what he called father figures. However, this includes bands that he looks up to. Oh. So the, the first song that is part of that grouping is eulogy for a rock band about which, which is Weezer's version of the song Dio from, <laughs> from Tenacious D where he's basically singing about old bands that are kind of losing their mojo sound like go back to the course so if like the tempo the tempo would like kick back up or not the time so like 
Hard pause. Say, explain that again for the people, because y- you actually kind of lost me a little bit. Too. Okay. So explain. So what it's like, what are we gonna listen for? Like when he says we. We will, will sing the melodies part. And then like right when he says that word, it would sound cool if it went into like double time. Oh, it would like, sound we cool. Will boom, bop, I keep moving oh, the microphone I get, away. I get what you're like, saying. We will I hear you. Yeah. Whoops, I didn't go back far Again, here we go. You know what? I didn't notice this before you said it, but he kind of does it with the kick, doesn't he? Wait, exactly. Like you, wait. They do like a little triplet. Yeah. We will sing, and it's. It's like the drums are kind of doing a triplet on the cymbals, uh-huh. but I think you can hear the kick like. Oh, maybe. Let's listen to it one more time. Well, the the snare, so it's like hitting on three. So yeah. and then damn it! Here we go. We will sing the melodies He's actually just doubling the vocal, like line. a little build. Yeah, he he's. Rivers is saying the melodies, and then uh-huh. the kick drum is going. Buh, 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 buh. Yeah. So uh, I hope you guys enjoyed that. Yeah. <laughs> as we hash that. Right where he says that. And yeah. Then. <laughs> That's what people come here for. Yeah. I, I don't know if they do, but anyway. They come for the Frankenstein pizza. <laughs> that that <laughs> mo- that hopefully is what they come for because there's more of that. Because I hope they're on hungry. the way. <laughs> The the second song in this group is The British Are Coming, which is weird, but yeah. I, I like it. Welcome to the first level literati. Our mission is to keep the tradition alive. It's up to us. It's our responsibility. Who else is going to do it? Is that a normal guitar? Yeah. He's just doing a lot of string bends with the oh. acoustic. It's double acoustic. Oh. A weird song to write, but it's fun. And yeah. It's really it is like Roots Rivers Cuomo. If you if you own or have heard his demo recordings album alone that we've referred to before, it's a lot of like weird themes and like story more more um, 
narrative songs that are clearly fictional or historical fiction, mm-hmm. maybe like this is. So it, it's it falls in line with the kind of stuff that Rivers likes to do. Clearly, the most obvious one that is about father relationships is the song "Foolish Father," which is this one, which is kind of like an album closer. Like it definitely could be. Yeah. But then you've got the trilogy at the end with all the instrumentals and stuff. So this is track 10? This is track 10, yes. You gotta, you gotta get to the end of this one. This is the chorus out of the solo. Remember a second ago when we were talking about instrumentals and how I like, I pretty much always like them. Yeah. I also always love kids choirs. Yeah. What songs have kids choirs? The Wall. Yeah. Aeroplane. Foolish Daughter. Oh, I like how like it starts with the kid. Yeah. And then like at the end, I wonder if like this is the end of the album. But then the next three songs are like post-credit movie scene. Yeah. <laughs> you know what like, I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, the post-credit movie scene, the the second movement of the future scope. I kept calling it futurescape. I meant future scope. Um, is also part of this group, although foolish father to me is the last song and this is like a bonus this is a cool like little ditty too this is the only part of the trilogy with lyrics he only says is this the only sorry go ahead sorry is this the only weezer album uh with like instrumentals off the top of my head yeah Mm. that's cool this is a cool song we should listen to it for a second Yeah, this is good. I'm glad we played a little bit. It speeds up at the end, which is pretty rad. Mm -hmm. 
then it starts the third yeah. thing straight out of that, which is sweet. I have a question. Are those uh, those ben- bendies? Oh, those were bendy double stop bendies. Yeah, yeah double stop bendies. So that's it. We rolled. We rolled through it. Dude, we steamrolled that yeah, shit. Yeah, it was a roller coaster. Yeah. Uh, I am a. I'm a big fan. I I like this one a lot. Uh, it's the best <laughs> since they're all comeback albums. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> it might be the best of the comeback albums, which is to say everything after the first one. It it's not. It's not. I don't think it's the best. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that's for a later day. Yeah. For for the rankings. That day will come. That day will come. So now we have to do classic cover cut hidden gem. Um, do you want me to do the cover first? Yeah. I bet we have the same cover. Huh. Maybe not. I don't. What would you cover? On three, ready? Dude, I don't know, bro. Quit. Do you know the names? Yeah. I, I actually forgot to write down my cover, but I think in my brain I wanted to do something metal because there's not like a hit on this. True. You know, so it's like true. kind of pick your favorite or what would... Oh. Hmm. Well. I kind of went with like Cleopatra. Oh, that's... Yeah. Just because it has a sweet yeah. riff in the middle. I... I said Back to the Shack. Only oh, yeah. It's the biggest single, and the theme of Back to the Shack is kind of the theme of why the Wet Bandits exist, which is like, I mean, it's not really what the Wet Bandits do now, but uh-huh. it's why I wanted to start the Wet Bandits six years ago or whatever. Yeah. It's like, this kind of music is cool. We should be doing this, and that's kind of what Back to the Shack uh-huh. is about. If I was going to cut one, <clears throat> you're right. I don't really care for Go Away, but, but it's, it's, the, it. it's the duet and it's different. I think I would cut... I like all these. I think I would... If I cut Ain't Got Nobody, which is the first one, I also have to cut out that baller intro. Yeah, dude. What are you doing? Well, the thing is, you could... St- like, if the album started with Back to the Shack... Like, if the start of the album, you put it in your CD player or your vinyl or MP3, and the album started like this. But you're also missing that intro. I know, that's, that's, but. I'm talking about like the kid saying. I know, uh, uh, I know. Okay. But just, I'm not going to cut Ain't Got Nobody, but just imagine Uh if you pop the album in and it started like this. Oh, damn it. No, not like that, like this. Like, that's pretty strong, too. Yeah. But I'm going to cut The British Are Coming. Hmm. I like The British Are Coming, but it's enough of, like, a weird song yeah. that I don't think the album loses that much by not having it. Mm-hmm. But I really, if I could make two choices, which I can't, I'd cut the first one. Even though I like, ah, it's Dude, too tough. you got to pick, bro. British Are Coming. Yeah. What are you cutting? I said Da Vinci. Oh, no! Play that, I love Da Vinci. Play that again real quick. All right. I'm fast-forwarding the chorus. Yeah, I like this one, too. Yeah. It's hard. It's hard to cut one. Yeah. Well, sorry, you cut it. You're a fucking asshole. Yeah, I said it. 
<laughs> so let it be written. So let it be done. All Bye. right. Hidden gem. You can't pick Da Vinci, the one you apparently want to cut anyway. I don't know you why. You can't pick Cleopatra. Yeah. You can't pick Back to the Shack. Do you have one, or do you want yeah, me to tell you mine? I have it. Do you want to I say it, it on right three? Now. One, two, three. Eulogy for a rock band. Oh, nice. Mine's Foolish Father. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those are both good, though. Yeah. Eulogy for a rock band really is like Weezer's version of Dio. Yeah. Which <laughs> <laughs> the lyrically, Dio has rocked. Oh yeah, for a long, long I was singing Kickapoo. Kickapoo's good too. Dude, we did it. We got wow. through. Uh, yeah, I. You know what? We did have to time travel the intro back, but I'm not going to forget to do the closeout. People, we have an Instagram, and you know, people can follow us on Twitter. We don't. We're not that active on it, but. And we got a Facebook too, but we don't do. It's really the Instagram. Hit us Instagram. up on Instagram. We do we do uh, voting in our stories for all of these. If you haven't seen yet, so we're at the end of each discography, we rank uh-huh. our, we rank our albums. Well, you guys, the listeners, are going to rank them too by your votes on our Instagram story. So, uh, do based on where we're recording right now. We the most recent vote was the blue album versus the green album, and the green album has gotten zero votes. <laughs> the blue album is smashing, which isn't that surprising. Smashing, isn't it? I figured there might be one person who's like, mm, "I'm gonna do green album just to be funny," but nobody has. It's all blue albums. So, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Wet Bandits Pod. Wet Bandits Pod. Um, now that really is it for us. Do five stars only. Five stars only. Please subscribe and rate. Five stars only, like we just said. Dude. We'll see you next time. The next album we're going to cover is the White Album with my wife. Oh yeah, very exciting. All right, you know what Bye. time it is. Bye. Bye. Get, Get wet. wet. I got a story. Young boys go into the liquor store where they sold their souls. I got a story, a story once was told. Two young boys go into the liquor store where they sold their souls. Hey, yeah. And I got a story A story once was sold Two young boys go into the liquor store Where they sold their souls And I got a story A story once was sold Two young boys go into the liquor store they sold their souls Hey, yeah Oh, wow, wow, wow I saw the video. Oh, really? <laughs> Not cool, Blippi. <laughs> Hi, honey. Marin, come say something.
Will you talk into the microphone? You want to come say hi? You're a little shy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, what you have there? Car. A car. Yeah. Okay, see you later. Oh, shaking your tail. She likes to shake her tail like a kitty. You shaking your tail? Oh, you're going to go upstairs. Okay. You like dancing too, don't you? Yeah, mommy wants to go upstairs. I'm afraid I'm going to pop a lot. Mm. Was well, the last one pretty poppy? No. Okay. No, it's fine. Dude, so um uh Josh asked me to join Soul Punch. Oh, he did. Wow. Huh. I thought that was kind of Jeff Robert's gig. What happened at the, uh, basically what happened, and you can let Josh tell you, but they were at Open Jam, Jeff Robert's, and like complained about him, the band not helping him tear down his drums. Of course. So they've been giving him like a 5% cut. I've heard, yeah. And uh, it got like heated at Open Jam, and he pissed Josh off the stage. Uh, well, like, this is good radio. <laughs> yeah, well, you need to talk into the mic for that. <laughs> Hi, uh, sweetheart. Yeah, it's more of like an audition, but I told him I would. Really? Yeah. Huh. That's interesting. Not terribly surprising. Yeah. So Soul Punch is Josh's band. Yeah, dude. Really? <laughs> Fuck yeah. No, don't. Always. <laughs> I can edit it out or not. I can bleep out names. <laughs> um, it's so I thought Soul Punch was Jeff's band. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> well, I guess not. Well, Josh did tell me that he has to do the taxes for it, so I guess he's like in charge. Oh. Uh, so. Yeah. <clears throat> You're going on. Dude. That's interesting. Um, hmm. Hey guys, yes. Blippy's crying. <laughs> yeah, Blippy's crying. <laughs> oh, okay. Dude, we better get started. Um, but don't put that this on there. <laughs> you can't stop me. <laughs> um, that's gold. Um, I did want to ask one other thing about it. Before we begin, um, oh, do you no, Marin? Please don't touch, okay? Um, oh, stop. <laughs> um, <clears throat> well, we can talk about it later. Two young boys. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm gonna start a little differently. Oh yeah. Check it. I'm going to try something first. See, we always got to do that. <laughs> the date is October 7th, 2014. The album is Weezer's Everything Will Be Alright in the End. This is the Wet Bandits podcast. 
One, two, 